0: Hey, I'm Matt, and I'm the student pastor at Watson Baptist Church here in Watson, Louisiana. And I'm excited to be launching this podcast. It's mainly for our students who meet on Wednesday nights for our Wednesday night refreshed, where we focus on growing in our faith in Christ through fellowship, worship, and studying the Word together, which helps us be refreshed and ready to go back out into the world to live for Christ. But this podcast is also for you, whoever you happen to be. See, my passion is sharing the gospel with anybody, and last I checked, you are anybody. But not just anybody, you're somebody. Somebody awesome, by the way. So whether you are part of our student ministry at Watson Baptist Church or not, welcome to Wednesday Night Whenever. Hello and welcome to Wednesday Night Whenever. I'm Matt. So glad you're listening in right now, whenever and wherever you happen to be. I really wanted to share with you before we leave for for camp in just a couple of days, what has been on my heart. You know, with all the busyness that is up ahead, the opportunities that we're all going to have to to serve and grow in our faith, I wanted to just stop in and and take a moment to look at what it means to serve God, what it means to truly serve God. And worship Him. And the key verse that we're going to be looking at today comes from the last book of the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. So you can go ahead and turn there. Malachi chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. While you're turning there, You know I read this passage a while back and it and it truly convicted me. You know, this passage details God speaking through the prophet Malachi, and his words are for the priests, those whose job it was offering up the sacrifices for the people's sins to God, and they hadn't been doing a good job at it. The offerings had been lackluster at best and and poor representations of how God had been with them and provided for them, meaning their offering had missed the mark. It showed laziness and ungratefulness, hearts that weren't fully for God. Let's read our passage together. If you have your Bible in front of you, Malachi chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, it says, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. But if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is your fear of me? Says the Lord of armies to you priests who despise my name. Yet you ask, how have we despised your name? By presenting defiled food on my altar. Well, how have we defiled you, you ask? When you say the Lord's table is contemptible, when you present a blind animal for sacrifice, is it not wrong? And when you present a lame or sick animal, is it not wrong? Bring it to your governor. Would he be pleased with you or show you favor? Asks the Lord of armies. So God is speaking through his prophet here, his mouthpiece Malachi, and he tells the priest, a father is shown honor by the son, and a master is shown honor by the servant. But what about me? I've provided for you. I've been with you. I am for you. So where is my honor? And he shows them how they have been dishonorable. He's, he says, You've despised my name by presenting defiled food on my altar. Your offerings to me have been defiled. What you've offered up to me is dishonorable. And God asks, If I'm your master... Then, where is your fear of me? Fear here, by the way, it doesn't mean like, you know, to be afraid of God, but it means to respect him. You know, God's asking, where is my respect? You respect your parents, right? You show respect to your boss if you're a servant. Well, what about me? Where is my respect? And he tells them that these priests are despising his name. Ouch, right? And he goes, and he goes, yeah, yet you ask how. You know, how have we done that? How have we despised your name? Well, the food that you've been putting on my altar as, as sacrifice, it's, it's defiled. By presenting defiled food on my altar. You know, food that is spo- uh, spoiled or, or rotten. Basically, the leftovers. But there's still the question in the hearts and minds of these priests. And, and God says, you ask, how have we defiled you? And God says, well, let me lay it out for you. Here's how. When you call the Lord's table contemptible or worthless, loathsome, when you present a blind animal for sacrifice, when you give me a sick animal or an animal that has some defect, one that's not good enough for your family, and so, hey, you just give it to God instead. And God asks the question, is this right? He tells them to bring these offerings to, hey, bring them, bring them to your governor. You know, bring them to your earthly ruler and see if he's pleased with that type of offering. Think you would get good favor offering up that to your governor? The answer is no, by the way. And hey, and I'm not saying, hey, go up to the courthouse and and bring some blind pig or something. Don't do that, please. So we have this passage, and, you know, uh, after I read it, you know, my own personal Bible study, it truly cut me to my core, because how often can I be like these priests? How often can I just give God the bare minimum? Or not even that. You know, in this passage, we see three types of offerings given given by the priests, so hey, if you're a note taker, which is which is awesome by the way, you can take you can take these down. Three types of offerings here. Number one, leftover offerings. You know the the food that was defiled that was offered up to God. It was their leftovers. You know, food they had left they had left over from whatever they had eaten or used. Spoiled food, food that may have not even been fit to eat. Like you know, they went out to eat at uh a, you know, say Chili's. They went out to eat like at Chili's. Or outback or somewhere, and they brought home the doggy bag, and like me, you know, they they left it out overnight instead of putting it in the uh, refrigerator, and so it just ruined. And but so they woke up and they're like, oh, I need to give an offering to God, and instead of trashing their leftovers, they're like, we'll just give this to God. Oh, you know, we need to we need an offering. Just just give God just give uh, God the doggy bag, and so they were giving God these spoils, these leftover offerings. Second type of offering, loathsome offerings. You know, they saw the Lord's table as a burden. They begrudgingly gave back to God, you know, showing that their hearts were not in it at all. And how many times could we do that? You know, how many times could I do that? And honestly, you know, if I want to be honest with you, and I like to be honest with you. It's a, it's more often than I like to admit, you know. And we could do that. You know, we could just think of it as a burden, giving back to God sometimes. And so these were the type of offerings that the priests were given—loathsome offerings. Number three, third offering, third type of offering given by these priests was the the below minimum standard offerings. It wasn't even close to whatever the minimum was, it was below that. Your offering to God needed to be the best of what you had, the best of your flock, and he was getting the sick animal, the defective animal. Let's just say God wasn't being given the best of the best. So what do these offerings show about the priest's heart towards God? Well, that they didn't respect him. You know, that they they thought that that he didn't deserve the best of the best. God said that they despised his name. That's a harsh reality for these priests to hear. And it looks like here that they thought they were giving God their best, that they were giving God their all, or at least trying to defend themselves to God. But the thing is, they didn't have a leg to stand on, because the offerings, they spoke for themselves. That's why God says, you give your best to your father and to your boss, but not to me. Would you give these offerings to your governor and expect good favor? You know, these offerings show us, in God, what the priest's heart conditions were like. And they weren't God-honoring. They may have thought that they were on some level, hey, you know, good, you know, hey, at least we're giving something. But the thing is, it wasn't up to God's standards. It solely missed the mark. And we can be the exact same way. I can be the exact same way. Right? We, we can miss the mark completely so so today you know let's let's get a bit personal right let's get a bit raw here before god and honest with him and ourselves you know if if you know that you failed to give god all that he deserves be honest with yourself right now just be honest right i know i was like i said this convicted me to my to my to my heart right and to my core and i know it's not just me that that feels that way you know, we, we all do this, don't we? we? We solely miss the mark of giving God what he deserves. So what does he deserve? What does God, what does giving God what he deserves look like? You know, what, what does it mean to give God our A-game? Well, look no further than the widow's gift. In Mark chapter twelve, verses forty one through forty four, says sitting across from the temple treasury, he, meaning Jesus, watched how the crowd dropped money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two tiny coins worth very little. Summoning his disciples he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more in the treasury than all the others. For all they gave out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. So giving God our A-game looks like this widow who is poor, giving all that she had to live on. Given, giving God our A-game means giving God our all, all of the time. The rich in this passage in this passage were just giving out of surplus. They're leftovers, right? But the poor widow gave everything she had to live on. The widow's willingness to give all she had represented better stewardship than the large gift of the rich who had retained abundant resources. So giving God our all means being good stewards, giving sacrificially. Usually when we talk about stewardship or when being a good steward is taught or preached about, money is usually the topic. But you know, how we use and spend our money does show the conditions our heart, our heart is in. Jesus cares about how we spend our money, by the way. He teaches on money and warns about the love of money several times in Scripture. And so he cares about how we see money. He warns that you can't serve both God and money, or the love of money. You can't love God and love money. But that's just part of stewardship. You see, money money's just part of it. So here are three ways that we can be good stewards. Number one, let's just start with it, money how we spend it, how we view it. You know, do we do we think having more of it will give us what we want or or make us truly happy? Remember what Jesus told the rich young ruler when he asked Jesus about how to get to heaven? He was looking for that easy way or something just to check off the list by doing. But Jesus told him to give all that he had to the poor and then follow him. And the, remember the rich young ruler, he got very sad because he was very rich. Well, God cares about how you spend your money and what you spend it on. Those of you who may have jobs and make a profit, you know, you may need to take a look at what you, what you make and maybe give back to God. You know, if you consider money a good thing, understand that it comes from God. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, right? So being a good steward means giving back to God, what He gives you. That includes your finances. Number two, second way to be a good steward is through our, through our gifts, He doesn't just bless us financially, but He blesses us with spiritual gifts, gifts of the Spirit. You know, we've discussed spiritual gifts before in our time on Wednesday nights. And we, you know, we see that that God gives all different gifts to help grow the kingdom, to help lead uh, and and grow the church. Paul talks about gifts and using said gifts in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 4 through 8. It says, now we have many parts in one body. On all the parts do not have the same function. In the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. Giving, with generosity. Leading, with diligence. Showing mercy, with cheerfulness. So the church has many parts, like the body. And God gives his people... You know, he gifts them with with different spiritual gifts to help grow the body. You know, he doesn't give one person all the gifts for the purpose of everyone using their gifting together by by working together. So that means being good stewards and using your gifting. And like Paul says here, if it's teaching, then teach. If it's preaching, then preach. If it's giving, then give. Give generously. Hey, if it's encouraging, then encourage. Singing, then sing. Sing praises. You know, whatever gift you have, by the way, you do... As a new creation, as believers, through God's grace, He gifts all of His people, and all people includes you. So use it well. you know, Meaning for the glory of God, pointing others to Him, and growing the church in the process. And doing it, Paul says here, leading with diligence, commitment, right? That means committing, showing mercy, and doing it cheerfully, with a cheerful heart. So... It's using those gifts for God because your heart is for God. Number three, number number thir- uh, the third way to being a good steward is being good stewards of our time. And this is a big one because, you know, we squander so much of our time. I mean, how many of you have already finished, you know, the, the, whatever the new show is on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever? You know, we binge watch TV shows. We spend loads of time, too much time on social media, on TikTok. Hey, are you a TikTok addict? Hey, you're in a safe place. You can admit it. But what? What about in the Word? What about, what about your prayer life? Oh, I go to church on Sunday. Oh, you know what? I even go on Wednesday nights. And sometimes, sometimes I even go on Sunday nights. That's huge, God. God wants more, more than that. He does. He wants more than that. He wants more than two and a half hours of our weeks. So how are you spending your time? What are you spending your time on? Are you being a good steward of your time? But well, we have a clear view of what God deserves. But are we giving him that? Are you being good stewards of your money, your gifts, and your time? Are you giving God your A game? Or are you giving God your Z game? So right now, you know maybe you're listening to this and you know you're not giving your all to God, you know it, and that's something you want to change. Well, how do you do that? Well, the hinge to that is your heart. Do you fully desire God in the things of God? Do you have a desire to fully worship Him in Him alone? Because being a good steward means being a good worshiper, and to worship God fully means giving God all that you are, your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole strength, not just bits and pieces of who you are. God doesn't want your leftovers. He wants your best. He wants your A game at all time, and that starts in the heart. So in your heart, are you all in for God, or have you been giving him your scraps? I just want to take a moment and thank you for listening um, You know, I really hope that you, you've enjoyed this you know we, we just finished up that long series meeting with Jesus and I just wanted to take a little minute just to, to share what was on my heart um, before we leave for camp but uh, you know I'll be back soon you know I'm even going to try to record a, uh, an episode while we're at camp you know maybe get some uh, some students to, to chime in and talk about their camp experience but um, thank you so much for listening it really truly means a lot to see that people are listening to this um, you know I'm, I've been really excited to start this this podcast up and it's not just for our students you know uh, it is for them you know, if they miss a Wednesday here and there if they want to share with their friends what, they, what they've been going um, what they've been going over on Wednesday nights during our Wednesday night refresh meetings but this is for whoever you know I, I truly 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 would enjoy uh, if y'all could share this uh, if you could subscribe to this podcast and then and then share it, you know, via social media, word of mouth, or whatever. Um, it would truly mean a lot to me because the thing is, I have a passion for sharing the gospel with everybody, you know. And God has put me in a position to do that with our students and our student ministry here at Watson Baptist Church. And I truly thank God for that every day uh, for the opportunity I get to lead this great group of kids, these great group of students. And so, um, would we'll cover your prayers, but also if you could just share this. You know, I would truly appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening. And you know what? I'll see you next Wednesday or, you know, whenever.